It's the Messiah Community Radio Talk Show. This is Michael James Lauren, your host. All about voiceovers. People want to do it. How do they do it? Well, I thought I'd turn to one of the people who most people turn to to learn about voiceovers. He's big in the industry. His name is Dave. But Dave, I don't want to butcher your last name. Please tell tell our audience your last name. <laughs> it's Curvoisier. Curvoisier. And... I- it doesn't matter who you talk to, whether it be, uh, you know, you go online, look at blogs or books. Uh, people mention your name, and you've been, a, is it an Emmy-winning uh, news announcer? You're, you've, you've been in the business in Nevada for a very long time, and, and you're newly retired, too. Right. I, uh, I just uh, completed a 38-year career in voice, uh, well, in broadcasting. Uh, voice acting I've been doing for about 10 years on the side, kind of a side job. Uh, but right, I was a news anchor in Las Vegas for 27 years of that and just retired last Friday. Yeah, I read about that. Congratulations. I mean, is it Thanks. as good as they say or, or what? I mean, uh, do you, well, <laughs> do you these? things are changing. Um, you know, for those uh, who have noticed a change in radio in the last 10 years, TV is heading there, too. And it, it hmm. uh, amounts to ownership changes and changes in the marketplace, uh, the uh, habits of viewers. Many people get their news off their smartphone nowadays and so uh things things have changed and uh, i decided to uh, at the age of 65 that maybe i had uh, a few good years left to try something else so i'm i'm going to give uh, voice acting a full-time job yeah you could see the glean in your eye too because they were honoring you <laughs> and uh, and they said well dave you know he uh, he might want to he has a voiceover career and you're like you're darn right i do you know you had this like <laughs> glean in your eye i'm i'm uh, i like it here guys but i uh, you know i'm uh, i think i'm out of here and the, the mayor of of nevada everybody was honoring you i mean we i grew up in new york and there was a guy ernie anastas who oh, was sure. like, i knew ernie yeah, yeah you yeah. know him so it's i i look at you as the the walter cronkite or ernie anastas well, of las vegas yeah don't, don't throw those names around uh too, too <laughs> evenly because uh there's been there's a lot of great broadcasters in this world I, I keep seeing them retire so i guess maybe there's a certain generation that's kind of passing by but uh you know, those are those are big names. Uh, I was a reporter when Walter Cronkite retired. I remember going out on the Man on the Street interviews and saying, so what do you think of Walter retiring? You know, and I was asking people what they thought about it. And he was an icon. He was just the best. Yeah. But when it comes to voiceovers and, uh, you know, you, you've done your homework. I mean, this is an amazing book. I want our audience to know, our <laughs> listeners, it's called More Than Just a Voice, The Real Secret to Voiceover Success. And uh, people ought to go out and get this book because it's almost like, first of all, I'm, I'll be honest, okay, I'm newly getting into voiceovers myself. Okay, just Mm -hmm. as far as learning. All right. And so to me, this was like if you go back in the day, like the yellow pages, basically, this this is the you did all the work. And so uh, the way that it feels when reading this book is that you're extremely uh, detail oriented and you've done the work for many, many people and saved them a lot of time. Um, Over, you know, know, I I believe that to be successful in most things, you need to immerse yourself in that culture. Uh, so when I decided I was going to try voiceovers, I jumped in with both feet. I mean, I, <laughs> I really threw everything at it, and it's not easy. And and 38 years of broadcasting does little to prepare me for voice acting. You mentioned and that. It may sound strange, but, I mean, there are some similarities. But in general, and I just wrote a blog about this the other day, in general, radio DJs and, and TV newscasters are at the lower echelon of those who understand what's ahead of them when they enter the voiceover world. It's it's two totally different things. Now, you know, you, you do have some familiarity with mic and studios and audio and those kind of things. So that's to your favor. 
But in general, what the um, what the voiceover client wants has nothing to do with announcing. Nothing. And and DJing and news announcing is very much about announcing. So if you've done it for very long, you fall into a cadence or a pattern of speech that's very recognizable. You may be able to hear it right now because I've been doing this all my life <laughs> in, in, in news broadcasting. Yeah, I mean, do you ever laugh when uh, – is it Will Ferrell, you know, the, yeah, the well, news yeah, anchor? Yeah, sure. How accurate is that? I've never seen the movie, the but anchorman. I mean – Oh, it's good to poke fun at any profession. <laughs> you know, it has its uh, its cliches. And it's um, something that you mentioned too because even though you're at a broadcasting one, like for three days, uh, you know, a network tel- – I mean on, on television there in, uh, in Las Vegas, Nevada, you said in your book that sometimes a parody of a news person would come up. And, mm-hmm. you know, and you can get those, you know, among other many, many, we'll talk about that. But uh, how does that feel, well, though, the when reason, they say looking for, I think I, I could do that. Book, you know, the uh, the book is a compilation of all of my best blog articles. Where I've been blogging for 10 years to a voice acting audience. And the reason I named it, titled it the way it is, um, um, is that so many people have called me and, and they say, gee, I, I, uh, I, I, I've been told I have a great voice. And I just thought I'd be natural at voiceover. And after rolling my eyes, I'll tell them <laughs> that, um, gee, you're right. You do have a great voice, but it's only about 20% of the formula you need to find success in voice acting. The rest of it is the business. How mm. good are you at freelance business? And so it is more than just a voice. Yes, you've got to have a good voice. But i got to tell you, I have, I have voiceover friends who have thin, high, raspy you know, uh, unremarkable voices. They're <laughs> killing it in voiceover. Really? Because it's a unique voice, one, and number two, they know how to market themselves. Well, I imagine there are a lot of nuances then. And, you know, and, and this may sound strange because you had to play to the camera, if you will, you know, communicating with a lot of different nuances uh, with nonverbal communication, right. you know, and body language. But does that actually help in some strange way with voiceovers for you? No, it, it really doesn't because mm. in most voice coaches want you to gesticulate and gesture and move mm. your wow. arms around and get going and get busy. <laughs> and and while you're talking, you're you're emoting with your hands and your arms and your body movement. <laughs> so, you know, a news anchor is very staid on camera and I'm, I'm not doing any gesturing or gesticulating. In fact, every, every eyebrow raise or every nod of the head can have going to land nuance to what I'm trying to say. So I'm trying to be still. So, but voice actors are encouraged to do lots of hmm. movement to get into the, get into the, uh, the act. Well, take us back because, you know, first of all, uh, along and honored, you were honored by, you know, Las Vegas uh, and a lot of notable yeah. people. And it was wonderful to see. So, you know, people check you out, uh, but take us back to when you first had the bug, for voiceover, and and there you are. You know, you're making a good living, I imagine. You know, on television. Mm-hmm. And so, how does this work when you leave the you know the studio and then you go home? And how did it ramp up to where it is today? Where you know, again, a lot of people go to you for for coaching for voiceover work. And uh, and take us through a little journey of that. Well, I would. Uh do the news from 11 to 11.30, get home at midnight, and uh, then I'd go up to my studio, which I have converted a closet in my house to, to be a studio, and, and I'd do mo- the mainstay of my work at that hour because uh, not only is it available to me, it's um, it's the time that it's available to me, but it's also very quiet around the neighborhood. There's no lawnmowers or dogs barking or leaf blowers, those kind of things. Um, but, uh, you know, it's I started 10 years ago very naive, as I mentioned. I thought, well, I've done all this time in broadcasting. I must be good at this. So, you know, I, I was naive. The, the, the reality of it is, is I'd always worked for someone else. 
And now I'm working for myself. I'm part of a freelance gig economy that's growing by leaps and bounds these days. But 10 years ago, it was relatively new. How do I uh, go about setting up my own business and creating um, jobs and a marketplace for myself? That is the key to hmm. uh, to be able to uh, to be successful in voice acting. You've got to create your own jobs. You've got to market yourself. Hmm. So I, I started upon the uh, the idea of doing it uh, through social media because it was largely free, at least then. Now it's um, a little bit more involved with advertising. But um, and I thought I'm just going to start blogging. And the idea behind the blogging was it was going to be a personal journal. It was going to be something that I could do every day just to teach myself the business of voice acting, and I would do my research, and then I'd blog about it. I'd, uh, I'd talk to uh, various people in the industry, and I'd blog about it. I'd do Q&As with people like you're doing with me today, and, and I, I just put it up on my blog. And so over the years, the blog became you know quite this compendium of knowledge, and that's mm. why I decided to compile the best articles and make a make a book out of it. Well, uh, on I don't know if that of, your question. I hope it does. Yeah, it sure does. And I was going to say, on behalf of the ADHD community, I want to say thank you for the way that you wrote <laughs> this book. Because you write it, it's almost like, how do you eat an elephant? You know, one bite at a time. And the elephant may be voiceovers and all the uncertainties people have. But you, you are meticulous. I mean, the way that you put everything, it's very easy to digest. Of course, you have to do the work and uh, do the things that you tell us to do in the book. But... Uh, you know, I just thought about and, and you give kudos to a lot of people, Dave, um, people who are big coaches and people who mm-hmm. uh, have helped you along the way. So I- as far as immersion goes, I mean, were you signing up uh, immediately for for, you know, you do coaching now. But back then, were you calling people? Were you signing up? It sounds like you did everything. Um, there's a common wisdom in the uh, performance industry. It doesn't. It can be on camera acting as well. Is that you? You really need to stay steeped in coaching. Hmm. So every year, at least at least every once a year, I will uh, I will engage myself with a coach that I've chosen uh, because I've heard word of mouth good reputation about this person. Uh, I don't particularly coach myself because I find it takes too much time away from doing the work of voice acting. A lot of people are coaching from from a strength of um, of a career in voice acting, and, and that's great. That's wonderful. I, I pretty much just want to do the work. I do mentoring, and I've written the book, and I do a blog, and that's my way of – honestly, it's my way of paying it back, Michael. So many people were good to me when I started, and I thought, you know, this – it behooves me to, to offer that help to other people trying to get a leg up in the industry. Yeah, and people say that, that the voiceover community is very kind, and so – it is. Yeah, our, our listeners I mean, should know. Compared to broadcasting, broadcasting is a little bit of a dog-eat-dog, uh, you know, competitive world. And and by comparison, voice acting is is another whole school of thought. It's very supportive. Why, why is that? I wish I knew. I'm just <laughs> glad that it is. I'm, I'm glad it I is, too. It, <laughs> I expected it to be very, very cutthroat. Yes. It's not. I mean, there there is competition, but it's not nearly to the level that you'll find in other businesses, the politics are not the same. It's just, uh, for some reason, it's very supportive and encouraging. Does it take you places when you do your voiceovers that uh, announcing, you know, doing the news on uh, on television couldn't? Because, again, you know, you had to present, and obviously people uh, liked you very much on uh, on the news and uh, and watched all these years. But do you find that it takes you to a more real place and the fact that it's... Uh, that it's acting, or or is it just you being you, or do you have to be someone other than you when you do voiceovers? You really do need to create characters, and that has to be done in a very genuine way. It's like the old uh, Spencer Tracy saying, you know, acting's all about uh, being genuine. If you can fake that, you got it made. You know, um, so <laughs> it's it's there are things about um, broadcasting that also rely. 
dependent on you to, you know, to to be a to put up a pose, to be a facade, to to present a certain um, personality to the audience. For instance, when when one October shooting happened, the terrible shooting. Mm. Uh, the night of October 1st happened. I was on the air for eight hours straight, and not only was I tired, but I had to hold it together. This was my community. These are people I know who had mm. been shot at, and I, I couldn't let the uh, audience know that I was breaking down from grief. I had to maintain a certain composure. With voice acting, it's more acting. It's it's less about the front that you're putting up. It's mm. it's it's more about creating characters. And uh, and making them extremely believable in a 30 second commercial or a video game or an audio book or, uh, you know, th- there's a there's a, a many, many genres to voice acting. And you kind of need to find your bread and butter and and go with that uh, to sustain, you know, your career. And then if you feel like branching out into other areas, you can from there. But it's good. It's good to find your strong point first and mm-hmm. and then make that work for you. Well, you could say now, hey, mom, I've made it because, you know, everyone knows your name (laughs) when it comes to voice acting and voice coaching. And and again, your book, which is called More Than Just a Voice, The Real Secret to Voiceover Success. And uh, was there a time, though, in doing all this that you thought, you know, I don't know if I could make it in this? Oh, gosh, I think every freelancer has that panic moment every month, you know, when the when the when the income is down a little bit and you're not bringing in the the uh, the jobs you hoped you had for that month. and, And it's a very hills and valleys kind of a job and and that's one of the things that drives people nuts about freelance work it's not a regular paycheck there's no health insurance involved you don't get benefits it's 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 strictly what you do now there's goods and bads to that on a good month you're rocking it and you're feeling like you are on top of the world and then and then things fall away or a client doesn't come through or somebody doesn't send a paycheck and all of a sudden you're running behind and you go oh my gosh what did i get into this mm. You know, so so yeah, the paycheck with vo- vo- with broadcasting has been just you know so good, and it was it was a lucrative career. I can't I can't deny that, and and I raised three children, and and I and I was able to put some away for for a nest egg. But mm-hmm. but now I'm ready to try something that's really a challenge, and that is the freelance world of voice acting. Yes, and it peaked for you. I mean, imagine that you know you were getting enough clients and the things were working where it was just time. Yeah, you'll find that a lot of voice actors have a job on the side. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not something you get into and within two years you're rocking it and making, you know, six figure salary. Very few people I know are that good at this. Most people start out, they're, they're coming from, you know, they're, they're an accountant or a do- I know doctors who are voice actors, you know, people that are in other professions and they're doing it on the side to build it up to a point where they think they can make the jump. And I reached that point last Friday. Well, I don't want, and, and congratulations to you, because I, a lot of people who retire, I mean, you know, this is a, a real career for you, uh, both coaching and voiceovers, and you're successful at what you do, but not everyone gets to have a, that second chapter, if you will. You That's know, true. So. No, I, I feel I'm very lucky. There's a number of my colleagues in broadcasting who, who are also looking at the way things are going and are saying, gee, you know, you were so smart to have a backup plan. Yes. You were so smart to, you know, to have something else to jump to. And the other thing about retirement is, and I hate that word because retirement kind of shuts the door on so much. But um, the thing about retirement is you, you've got to have something to do. The life doesn't stop just right away. You're going to go nuts if you don't have something to occupy your time. And I do. I've got something to jump to 100% and go with it and keep running and, and be a productive person in this society. And can you do media coaching, too? I mean, do people contact you and say, hey, I want to get into news reporting, which is what you got out of, you know, being a news anchor. And uh, uh, it was like altogether, there wasn't like 40 years in the business. 
Um, I started in 19, uh, 1978. Yeah, it's been a while. It's been almost uh, 40 years. Um, Does that interest so you at I, all as far as that kind of uh, coaching for that? Or you say, hey, I'm done with that? Or, or no, would no, you welcome? <laughs> well, it's a competitive field. You know, the coaching field is a competitive field these days. That's a, that's a whole nother freelance profession. I I will do that, and I mentor in that area. But mostly um, and now that I'm free from my contract at the TV station to be a news broadcaster, I also have the freedom now to, to pursue on-camera jobs. Mm. Uh, that also is very competitive, and it's a whole other realm aside from voice acting. But I am familiar with a camera, and that is one of my strengths, and I'd be crazy not to pursue that yes. as well. Oh, absolutely. So where do we begin for people who, I mean, who are looking to get and say, this sounds good, this band sounds knowledgeable. Again, I like the book <laughs> more than just the voice. And uh, and it's not a shameless plug. The real secret <laughs> to voiceover success right there. Dave Cavassier, did I get it right? Yes, sir. All right, got it right. So um, now, what do you think? People will go online, okay, as I have. They'll look at these uh, these pay-to-play sites, okay? And yep. they'll think, okay, um, let's do this. Let's pay the whatever it is, you know, a couple hundred to get get started. And uh, are people in for a shock when they do that? At first, they're like, look, honey, I, I, I did another one of those, uh, you know, practice auditions. I sent it in. And uh, do you get sob stories with this, or do you feel that people are, are quite encouraged? You know, uh, once you do a launch into it, um, it's like any other profession. You should do your due diligence. You should do your research. You should find out what uh, professionals in this uh, business do, how much they charge, where they go for coaching. You know, you need to do your research. Uh, just like if you were going to be a photographer, what's the best camera to buy? If you're going to be a voice actor, you got to look at, you know, what's the best microphone to buy? How do you build a studio? There's just the, this is where the details come in. Mm. And there's a, there's, um, a, a lot of debate within the voiceover industry about those people who put up, you know, powerful ads to say, come and uh, come to my workshop for a weekend. And not only will we train you how to be a voice actor, but you'll walk out of that weekend workshop with a brand new demo. And I'm thinking, no, 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 that doesn't happen. That's not the way this is supposed to work. You get training for months. Mm. And then when they think you're ready, they'll tell you. Yeah, I think it's time you can do your first demo. And then you go to a reputable demo producer, not someone who's unscrupulous and not someone who's a predator. Um, and likewise, uh, it's easy to have someone do the work for you with these pay-to-play sites, as you mentioned. And by that, I think we should tell your listeners that it's it's an online subscriber site where they ask you to pay a certain yearly subscription, and then they will present you with auditions or opportunities to work for people who are seeking voice talent. The only problem with that is a lot of these online uh, casting sites or pay-to-play sites, as we call, are, st are really starting to be unscrupulous in their own um, methods. And one of the top ones, Voices.com, mm. is, is extremely unethical in their business practices. Okay, maybe you can get some jobs there. But you know what? Uh, you're driving down the opportunities and the expectations in the whole industry by working with them. And it's you know it's that's where the the nitty gritty comes in. Sorry, Dave. I think we have a bad connection here. I'm just kidding. That's uh, <laughs> that's, uh, that's one of the sites I uh, <clears throat> you know um, well anyway. I know. But they uh, told me that. Um, and and there are other there are I mean I started out with Voices.com and I thought it, they and they were different back then. Then they got really greedy. Oh my gosh, the, <laughs> the stories I could tell you. There are other sites. There's Voice123.com, which has uh, a, a completely different online uh, approach to casting it might look the same but at least they're ethical and there and if you're interested there are there are other i can you know name them all but um i don't want to you know give anybody an, an advantage but um you know basically 
uh, it's a lazy man's approach mm. or a lazy woman's approach mm-hmm. to doing voice acting. You need to find the jobs um, yourself. And, and it's, it's, a, it's about marketing. I keep coming back to that word. It's about promoting and marketing and advertising yourself and finding individual clients on your own. Those are the best customers. It's important for people no to know that. for that job. Yeah, You're an, there alone telling them, I'm the guy that you need. People will get tired of auditioning for the, the pay-to-play sites if they're not getting work. And, well, and feel that, wait a yeah, minute, the, and you could do it yourself, as you're saying. The recognized ratio is about 100 auditions for every one job. Man, mm-hmm. that's, that's, those are not good odds, folks. Did you find and that when you did it, too? Or because everybody you... uh, thinks they can get into voice acting, and, and um, they buy a USB mic, and, and they're answering these online jobs, and it crowds the field. And the mm-hmm. other thing about these online sites that I don't like is that they, they force you to bid against your fellow voice acting colleagues. That's so true. you become the commodity, not the job. It's just all wonky. It's well, not, not, good, not good business practice. When I think of that, I think of uh, a Steve Jobs where in, in a way. I mean, you look back where the music industry, where that was headed, and they got so much more, and then things changed. And I don't know if this is fair to even go there and, and talk about that, but uh, then it became like, what do we do with the music? How about 99 cents for one mm-hmm. song or something like that? I mean, is there is there any relationship there or that you can compare between what happened with the music industry and that? The fact, Absolutely. And, yeah. and it's the same thing that happened in photography and a, gra- and a graphics artist and in publishing, uh, authoring, uh, um any, anything that's been affected by the internet, and that's a lot of things. So the voice acting industry was very um, tight. It was very small. You had to live pretty much in L.A. or New York to be able to get good-paying uh, union jobs in voice acting, and you would go and audition at each client's studio or at your agent's studio uh, or at uh, Disney Pixar. You know, you, you would actually go there and do that. The Internet changed all that. The Internet made it available to find voiceover jobs online. Mm-hmm, yes. And so in that sense, it's, it's, it's much like it disrupted the voiceover industry just like it did photography, news, publishing, coding. I mean, all anything that can be done online freelance at home is now uh, creating a new marketplace, one that tips, tends to drive down yeah. uh, co- uh, the pricing. So That's interesting. So the rates. And I like what you say, and it's encouraging that you know you can do this yourself. You can pick up the phone and say hi, you know, and find a way to to find out what the needs are. Are you accepting demos and things like that, and not just you know forever be doing those auditions on on online at the uh, pay to play sites. Once you start to gain momentum, you know, as a voice actor, you'll you'll get referrals from other voice actors. You'll get word of mouth marketing from your satisfied clients. It does grow, but it's it's organic and it's not something that typically happens overnight. I know very few voice actors who started out and within two years were making six figures. Hmm. Very few. There's a few. There's a communal aspect to your book, which I love, because you can tend to feel alone in this type of business where there's a microphone and it's just you and a studio or a little makeshift or whatever you know people can afford. And uh, you kind of got into my head as I'm reading this. I'm thinking <laughs> like, you know, maybe I'm not alone after all. And you're mentioning a lot of things that we all go through. If there's uh, on your audio chain, you know, something that uh, goes <laughs> or uh, it's 
it makes you feel like you're part of something, your book, more than just a voice. And well, thanks. And you, there, there is there is a good community of voice actors, and there are a number of conferences you can attend to get a chance to meet these people uh, in person. So much like any other association or relationship, you, you know, you talk to people online on Facebook, Twitter, whatever, and you get to know people a little bit online. It's not the same, you know, a virtual relationship is not the same as a personal relationship, uh, you know, in person, sharing the same space, breathing the same air, shaking their hand, looking in their eyes. Um, so conferences are very important to voice actors. That most of us try to get to one or two every year, and just you know, meet the people that we see online all the time. You know, it's it's good to, it's good because we we work mostly in isolation. We work in our studios at home, um, and except for maybe New York and L.A., where there's still this this vibrant community of voice actors who actually go to studios to do auditions. There there is still that, but I I don't want to live in L.A. I'm sorry. Yeah, and it's too much smog. <laughs> and people, and maybe the people, right you know, whatever. Yeah, and fires as well. But I, I think there are a lot of introverts now. I'm not so sure that you're an introvert. You seem like an extrovert to me. Well, and no, I am an introvert by nature. I just chose a very extroverted job as a news hmm. broadcaster, and it saves me. It, it it really did save me because I otherwise I'd crawl into my cave and be a be a hermit. Um, but it's easy to to be introverted as a voice actor because most of us, you know, in the in the other 48 states, we work at home alone and we create our own freelance uh, business, you know, in in isolation. Well, you reached out to all the people, and it would be difficult to do that on for someone. I mean, it took a lot of time for you to do that. Let's be honest. You you yeah. did the homework. You and man, there's so many different things in this book when it it comes to. Uh, you know, links and websites and things like that. And, and apparently you enjoy technology that much that you've discovered and, and investigated all that. Being an First of all, I'm hiring you as my publicist because you like my book so much. I do like your book so much. No, and the re- <laughs> I mean, it's a truth and because and, it, stand, and it stands out to I me. I am a geek. I, and you don't have to be a geek to be a voice actor. But let me tell yeah. you about some of the hats you have to wear as a voice actor. And that includes an audio engineer, an editor, someone who can, um, someone who's easy or, or finds um, finds a facility with with technical equipment. You you do need to find a good mic. You have to connect it to a preamp. You have to connect that to an interface that's going to talk to your computer. That's USB, usually. Um, and and then you have to find a you know a software package that edits and records that you know records and edits that that audio. So um, I love that portion of the business. I'm 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 good at talent and I'm and I'm good at technique and and uh, the geek stuff as well. And so it, it suits me well. The technology is there. Yeah, because I'm lazy. I'll be honest with you. Okay. Just everybody knows. And, you know, but it's just, it seems like, you know, you just find something that works for you, but you, you can't be like that in this business. You always have to be looking at it's what's new, what's around the corner, uh, learning and growing. Keep up with trends. Yeah. So let me ask you though, what does a typical day look like for you? You're going to get up tomorrow. You don't have to go to the news station. Right. Thank right. Thank God. Right. Yep, yep. <laughs> and so, but uh, I'm sure that there's still a lot of people wondering where's where's Dave, you know, on the on the news. But well, so, yeah. So my how- business is um, is largely driven um, online by email. The first thing in the morning that I'll uh, I'll get up and check to make sure that I um, the, you know I want to see if I've got any job offers for, for starters. Most of my work comes through an email or or through a um, a text um, or or a Facebook message. So I'm going to check all that first thing I get up, and then I'll respond to those that are urgent. I'll, some, you know, this morning I hopped into my studio. It took me about an hour to get knock out a couple of jobs, and uh, then I was on my way. I, I told you earlier I went for a, a hike up Mount Charleston here outside of uh, Las Vegas with hmm. my family, and um, and so I'm, you know, I have that freedom of schedule now to do that kind of thing. I don't have to worry about a five o'clock, six o'clock, eleven o'clock news deadline. So that's, you know, there 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 are 
pluses and minuses to all this transition from a, a paying, you know, a regular paycheck uh, with benefits to a freelance career. One of the things is I have more freedom of schedule. So you put your feet up on the ottoman, you crack open a beer, you watch someone else do the news, right? I don't have to do that. (laughs) But uh, so, okay, you say you check the emails and I mean, I'm just trying to figure out once you've made it and you're not, you know, you, I'm just trying to figure out how how it all works every single day. And uh, are you, are you on the phone a lot? Are you connecting with people? I I spend a good, a good amount of time at a computer uh, working on my next email that I'm sending out to, uh, to retain clients. I'm working on. Uh, databases. I'm, I'm looking at email lists. I'm, I'm also looking at a number of um, things that I've purchased that help me find uh, leads for jobs. I'm going to make phone calls. A lot of it is marketing. Mm-hmm. A lot of it is just the work of marketing. And that's typically done on a computer, uh, looking over leads, doing research on, you know, if I'm targeting a certain production facility that I think might be good for my business, I want to do my research on them first. I'm going to check out their LinkedIn profile. I'm going to um, uh, look, find out what I can about the principles in that firm and, and know who to talk to and, and who to call to make a, a targeted call, a warm call, if you will, instead of a cold call. And uh, I'm going to find out you know, where they went to college and whether they like dogs and you know, if they have kids. And so I can find a point of connection you know, when I make that call. So it, it'll be productive. And uh, it may not end up being a, a job right away. But maybe if I keep in touch with them then by email. Then over time, they'll go, hey, oh, that guy. Yeah, well, let's get him for that job. And the next thing I know, I got a call three months later from a phone call that I made before. How selective are you as far as uh, when the coaching that you do? I mean, obviously, people might say, hey, I want this guy's cell phone number. I want to call him. I want to email him. But uh, do you take only so many clients uh, for coaching? Well, Michael, again, I, I'm not I'm not really actively pursuing coaching. Okay. Um, I, I really just uh, I find that it takes too much attention. It's a, it's a whole nother endeavor that takes too much attention away from just doing the voiceover mm-hmm. work. Mm-hmm. So as I you know I, I will take calls and I and I do mentor, and from time to time I will I will take money you know for somebody's well earned money for for my opinion, but I, I just don't I just don't feel right about doing that. Mm-hmm. I do have a teaching degree and I enjoy teaching, but. I really, at this point, I'm still in the development of my career, and I don't want to pull my attention away from doing the work of voice acting to do the coaching of voice acting. But again, you can read my blog. That's that's coaching in a certain way. You can get my book. Um, and can and you give I out do, your I website, do, uh, if you don't mind? I just... I'm sorry? No, could you give out your website to oh, the... Oh, sure. It's, uh, it's the first six letters of my last name. So Corvo, C-O-U-R-V as in Victor O, C-O-U-R-V-O dot com. Um, and uh, then my blog is there, my demos are there, any information about me, how to talk to me, how to reach me, how to listen to my demos, uh, you know, it's all at Corvo.com. Yeah, because when people want to find out about voiceover books, I mean, this is what comes up time after time, more than Good. just a voice. You'll see that. So there's a, there's a reason for that, you know? And then lastly... And I've, also, yeah. I've also created an audiobook version of the book, so I narrated my own book, and I'm selling that as an audiobook as well. I didn't so know that. people... For people who uh, you know who prefer to listen to the book, I've got that, and I'm I'm preparing a an updated edition of the book as well. Wow, I mean, all I can say is, you know, I thought for a minute sometimes, like, what is it that uh, movie broadcast news that sometimes people <laughs> are just uh, teleprompter readers? You don't fall into that category. I mean, man, you do the work. You do yeah, the work. It's uh, like <laughs> I said, the immersion. If you want it bad enough, I mean, I really believe that if you want something bad enough, you can make it happen. But it, but the, there's work involved. Uh, let's get this. You know, let's tell the truth of it. Is 
you've got to be willing to make the sacrifices. You got to make you, you're going to be you're going to fail at some things. Um, you know, it's going to be frustrating at times. Um, but like the other day, I, I was in my pajamas doing a phone patch call, <laughs> made about five hundred and fifty dollars for a half an hour on nice. a job. I mean, does it get any better than no. that? No, you know? <laughs> absolutely it's not. Pretty good to me. Well, there's something that you do, and I just want to ask because I know if you're comfortable talking about it, it's, um, you have an endeavor that you do. Is it with uh, with kids or with putting families together with kids and families or something like that? Well, and you, that's you, part of my broadcasting career. As uh, for 30 some years, I was um, I, I would profile adoptable children or foster children who are who are in foster care uh, to um, you know. So I put their their story on the air once a week uh, under a feature called Wednesday's Child. It's in many TV markets. Uh, could be called Waiting Child or Tuesday's Child or whatever. Uh, but it basically, it's the same appeal. We 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 find uh, through the Division of Family Services wherever you live, uh, a child that's uh, seeking an adoptive home. Uh, meet with them, do a shoot, do a profile, put the put that on the air with a phone number, and say if you're interested in adopting little Johnny, here's the number. Um, over the years, it's been amazingly effective at connecting kids to families. Yes. Well, I thought that was like a ministry and something that you've been doing for a well, real long time. Well, I consider time. it a ministry. I mean, it, it became it became more of a mission than a news story. Um, I thought it was probably the best use of TV to put somebody's story up there and 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 bid a viewer to call if they were re- if they responded. All right, so I I'm tired of butchering your name, but in your best announcer voice, tell everyone what your name is. <laughs> this is Dave Corvoisier. I love it. And you know what? You don't have to learn French, folks. Just get the book. No. More than just the voice. <laughs> the real secret to voiceover success. One of the top voiceover artists around today, actually. And, uh, well, I'm so I'm so glad that you're on the program. And uh, I want you to enjoy your retirement. But I know that you're ready to work hard every day and uh, with the uh, with the voiceovers. Do you miss it? I have to ask, do you miss TV at all? Even it's been, it's been four there days. Are, there are definitely days when I miss it. I miss my colleagues, and I miss the immediacy of being on top of uh, – uh, the stories that come across, you know, you're the first to hear it, and you get to tell other people about it. I mean, um, just think back to when you first heard about the fires in California, but you found a friend who didn't know about it, and, and you were saying, hey, did you hear? Wow, no, I mean, this these fires are in Ventura are unbelievable. You know, and it's it's there's there's something fun about telling people the latest thing, and I enjoyed that. That was a huge career. I, I, I got so much out of it. Uh, but now I'm on to something else that I also really enjoy it. And um, and by the way, the book is available on uh, on Amazon.com. Both the uh, both the audio book and the printed book, um, or a Kindle version, is available at Amazon.com. Just uh, query my last name, C O U R V O I S I E R, or just you know put the title in more than just a voice, and it'll get you there. Someone like me, I tune out easily, but not for your book, and that's why I'm excited about it. You know, so it's it's. Well, thank you so much, yeah. Michael. I want to read here? It says in the back, voice actors are paid to be the voice on documentaries, corporate videos, audiobooks, explainer videos, medical, technical, you name it, TV promos. But you have to be more than just a good speaker. You mentioned, and that it's marketing and half the battle and so this fills in the blanks to get you there it's more than just a voice thanks for being on the program michael it was my pleasure thank you for having me